The nine-stringed romantic guitar has a particular kind of sound to it. The extra strings provide a balanced blend of the treble and the bass, giving it a kind of depth, a richness. Guitarist Petra Polachkova is one of the very few female professional classical nine-string guitar players. She's currently touring Australia, performing and running workshops. Petra, welcome to you. Hi. You're about to play your very special uh, Jan Tolacek uh, reproduction of a 19th century romantic guitar. Looking at it now, it has an astonishingly wide fretboard. My hands are hurting just looking at it. How, how do you choose a guitar or did this one choose you? Um, I think this one chose me because I have seen it once at my by my former teacher and I just fell in love completely with this instrument. So I met, actually Jan Tulacek was a student also of the same uh, teachers, Deněk Dvořák in Prague, and uh, he occasionally started to build these romantic guitars. And so after some time I wanted one too. And so I started with eight string guitar and then I passed on nine string guitar. What is the appeal technically or musically speaking about a nine string guitar for you? So uh, the technique is exactly the same like you would play a normal, let's call it normal classical guitar or Spanish classical guitar. Many people call it Spanish. Um, so that's the same. And then uh, um, you would plug occasionally the extra bass strings just you know, a few times in a piece. This instrument or its original, uh, in its original form, was used in Vienna around 1840. Tell me about what was happening for the classical guitar during this period, culturally and musically. So during this period, starting about actually 1770 or maybe a late 70s, 70s in Italy, so guitar got um, single, six single strings. So before we, was, we would have a five double strings guitar. So in Italy, uh, we actually don't know how this happened. In Italy, guitar gets six strings. And then uh, uh, later on, um, there is a lot of inspiration in Vienna, first by these Italian guitars. And then around 1811, 18 till 1830, we will have a boom of this uh, romantic guitars in, in Vienna. Uh, having a lot of new things. So, for example, 20, 22 frets, a floating neck, a new mechanics, uh, additional bar in the guitar construction, some new forms, um, maybe less ornaments than in the Italian romantic guitar. So there are a lot of things happening in Vienna. And then also many guitar builders and many people, many musicians, many guitarists would go to Vienna to learn to build these instruments and even to play guitar. And also in this time, we have a lot of new publications for guitar. So we are speaking, I think, uh, between 1800 and 1830, we have about 2000 new pieces composed and published for guitar. Your performance program features music from the Renaissance to the Romantic period, uh, like uh, Johann Kasper Mertz and Schubert. Why put these pieces from these very vastly different artistic periods together? Is it something about this unique sound from the nine-string guitar? So um, most of the program is the Romantic music by Johann Kaspar Mertz or arrangements um, from songs by Franz Schubert. Uh, still done by Johann Kaspar Merz, which were composed exactly for the instrument I'm playing. 
But I think if people in the Romantic period wanted to play some Renaissance or Baroque music, they would be using the same instruments. And uh, the additional basses might be inspired by some lute instruments, which we're having till 15 strings. So uh, I play also Renaissance lute and Baroque lute transcriptions or arrangements on this kind of guitar because of the additional basses. So you can play it exactly how they are written for the Renaissance or Baroque lute. If you just join me on RN Drive, classical guitarist Petra Polachkova is with me. She's performing in Australia. I'll give you those details in a moment. I do want to ask you, and I love asking musicians this, what do you think about whilst you're playing? What's going through your mind? Um, definitely thinking about sound, absolutely. Definitely also thinking in colours and uh, also, you know, tension between the notes. Um, I think I might get this from my f- some CDs I have been listening, not only guitar CDs, maybe more lute CDs, uh, like Rollis Levant or Nigel North, so listening Baroque music on lute. And then, um, you know, listening a lot of music, I was listening a lot of music, uh, like between 17 till 20, I would listen, you know, a lot of music. And at some point, you find your personal sound, so... That would be a combination of a kind of a guitar, the strings you are using, the shape of nails you would be using. This would, you know, develop into a special color. So you would occasionally recognize a person without seeing it. So you would definitely recognize Andres Segovia or Julian Bream or John Williams just by the sound, even without seeing the people. So it would be a combination of things. And it's something, I don't think there is a teacher who would say you, this kind of thing, you you have to really uh, search by your own. And uh, it's a long progress. So it might take two, three years or whole life, depending. And it will be still changing because as we are changing our hands, uh, muscles, so the sound would be changing with guitar and also how you listen the sound. So maybe another example, when I started to, um, you know, do photos, I like, it's my big hobby, uh, taking photos. So I would make a photo and I would see, oh, how many green colors, you know, I, I was always thinking, okay, one green, but then seeing the picture, I would see so many green colors. So why not to do it uh, on a music instrument? So many colors. So wow. yeah. yeah, the crossover there, yeah, I can hear it in your voice about how closely uh, attached those different sensory experiences are. Tell me about the workshops you're conducting while you're here in Australia. Who exactly are they for and what are you teaching or showing people? So um, these sort of workshops are actually masterclasses, so it would be individual lessons. Um, so depending on a student uh, or a pupil, um, we we would work uh, on the piece. So the student is always perform uh, performing a piece, uh, no matter which piece. And they we would talk about some suggestions or maybe of uh, some experience, you know, how to approach practicing this piece. So it will be pretty individual how the masterclasses are done. So it's always one-to-one lesson and there are uh, people or um people, other students or teachers listening to classes. Well, you have your fantastic, beautiful nine-string guitar with you. You're going to play a piece that you'll be performing. What are you going to play? And tell me about it. 
So I will play uh, one uh, song called Love Song or Liebeslied in German, and it's part of a collection um, of about 20 pieces called Badenklinge or Badic Sounds in English. And it's composed by Johann Kaspar Merz. And uh, uh, it was exactly the sort of music like uh, Schubert songs and uh, maybe it could remind you some Kinderszenen by Schumann or some little Chopin pieces, preludes. And uh, so very romantic piece, very melodic, also a song, so you could imagine some words behind the music. Beautiful. Well, we'll uh, get ready to swoon. It's Petra Polachkova uh, playing for you live here in the studio on RN Drive when you're ready.
That was absolutely beautiful. You weren't wrong about it being very romantic. I felt like I was drifting off down the Danube River or something. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Thank you. Petra Polachkova has been my guest. She's playing this Sunday in Ipswich and Brisbane next week. We'll put up a link with the concert information online. Petra, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>